From 32 to 16 to 8, we are down to the final eight of the World Cup in Qatar, World Cup 2022. This is the World Cup date. I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Phil. Making the World Cup a little bit more entertaining. (laughs) If anything, that's what we're here to do. Phil, it's been a couple days. How's it going? It's going well. You know, it's, it's... I'm starting to get to that point in this competition where you just get and sack it out, you know? You yep. know what I'm saying? You're just yep. like, wow. There's a lot. Even even though I know that we've been doing the little hiatus for the group round end that was kind of unspokenly done, and I think that's, that's appropriate because these results, I don't know, these games kind of ticked along. Yeah, most uh, of them did. And yeah, there's a couple surprises. That- we're at that point of the tournament, right, where everyone's playing it safe, and we're seeing that, right? Yeah. Um, but there always will still be a surprise or two, and that's exactly what we saw. I think that's exactly what we're going to be talking about is that's a surprise or two. Um, in terms of results, we'll get to that in a minute. But before all that, let's chat some uh, some quick news before we get to it. All right. Mm-hmm. So we saw today, Ronaldo, he was benched for the for most of the game. Um, you know, there was a lot of uh, uh, speculation around whether he would be benched based off of his reaction for getting subbed off on Friday. See, I find this kind of funny because Ronaldo's legacy is... I've never been a fan. I've never been a fan of his. Ever, 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 ever. Even when he like played gloriously for us, right? Um, and, yeah. and Manchester United. Like I was never a huge fan of his. I always thought he was a cocky little prick. And you know, he, he's done a lot of great work in terms of charity and PR and stuff like that. But I think like over the Boy, past what year, year and a half, he's like tarnished activation. a lot of that from throwing <laughs> phones and breaking phones of fans to temper tantrums to he said she says to whatever to to Piers Morgan interviews to whatever the hell he's do- doing right now in Qatar, right? Like he's essentially tarnishing a lot of his legacy and reputation um, over the last little bit, and you know couldn't happen to a better person in my opinion uh but what's your take on all this uh you know i i when he was playing for some a certain team in red uh the first go around i was i was okay with him each week but also in that young cockiness there was um a sense of you know he he was he was becoming the player that he would eventually become and you know watching him spar with messi for Who's the best player? And I think getting frustrated by people's insistence that it's always messy was kind of funny to watch. And then that's when you started seeing the cracks in the ego, right? And him on the Galacticos and and just just all the, the stuff with Benzema and and whatnot, like all the rumors swirling about sex scandals and tapes and all this stuff. And then I realized this guy's headed for the ditch. Right. And I'm just surprised to see it happening while he's still playing. I expected this type of implosion. Like it's similar to Paul Gascoigne, you know, where he just he did so well 
while playing the game. And then he stopped and he was, you know, largely doing the same thing and became an absolute train wreck of a human being. You all, you saw it a little bit with Wayne Rooney too, right? Like where he's divorcing Colleen and then the car DUIs and gambling and all this. And I feel like at this point, he's got some sort of redemption becoming a head coach in the MLS and some of his season in the MLS. And I don't know if Ronaldo thinks that this is something that he can do to fix his legacy by moving on to whatever league he's going to move on to. Or if this guy's legit shitting the bed for the rest of time to become the new you know, Diego Maradona cocaine freak <laughs> of sports. <laughs> that's that's exactly it. Like, who knows what the hell, you know, I think he realized, oh, shit, I need to play well for a contract right now, right? Um, so, uh, yeah. you know, we there was a lot of um, rumor that he was given a, uh, a, a, a contract from Al-Nasir, Al-Nassar from Saudi Arabia, worth a shit ton of money. It would have been a two and a half year contract worth about two hundred million per season. Woof! Holy shit! Well, to me, this is the difference between the legacy of Diego Maradona and Pele. That's that's the difference between Messi and Ronaldo right now. One guy is headed straight into that money pit. He's just feeding that ego. And he's just going to suffocate in the excess. And the other guy's trying to keep a level head and do good. And one guy's going to be remembered forever with a little heart thump and a thank you from worldwide fans. And the other one's going to be kind of laughed at. And I think he's on the road to laughter at this point. Yep. Yep. Nothing against the Portuguese people or anything like that. I, I know he's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not contempt for the country it's no. just the dude's a train wreck yeah and like i say wreck. like i don't also want to tarnish any of the good he's done like the what he's done in madeira island right it's like yeah. it's, it's it's great but you know it, it, it just it, it's looking more and more like it's all a pr style and the flavor is of shit yep. that's it yeah you know like that's that's the lasting legacy of this and and all the good work and all the good deeds exactly is 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 standing on its own without attachment to him, really. Like, other than him instigating it for a tax write-off or some other Machiavellian rich person thing, it will be analyzed with salt and, and vitriol when you look at what the actual legacy is. And that's that's the problem. He's a petulant child. The, the It's arguable that... Portugal look better with him out of the lineup than in the same discussion that you have as a United fan when you kick him off the team. It's it's the team gets better, and I don't think that that's going to be good. You know, you can't insist that you're in the 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 discussion about who the greatest one ever is, him or Messi type thing of that age, when you're throwing temper tantrums to the cameras. Yep, that's Just exactly on it. that baseline alone. Let alone. All this other bullshit that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. You know who does play a lot better without Ronaldo in the lineup? Well, Portugal does, um, and and that 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 is seen by today's score. Uh, but you know who in particular tends to play a lot better with Ronaldo off the lineup? And we're gonna see probably come you know late December that this person also plays well with him off the lineup. 
who would that be? Bruno Fernandez. Yep. <laughs> you didn't want to say it. <laughs> Just in case I got you wrong. But yeah, I agree. It's it's gonna be it's interesting. It's it's he's suffocating a lot of development right now. We're yep. trying to hog the spotlight. Yep. That's exactly it. Um you you know the media doesn't help as well. Like the fact that right now people are looking mm-hmm. for the temper tantrum. They're looking for the evil eyes. They're looking for yeah. for him to 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 be a baby, right? Like you tell me, is it normal for the fact that during the anthems and 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 pictures and the final moments right before the game, right before kickoff, all the cameras are on the bench as opposed to yeah. the pitch. Yeah, that that's not right. And I got to say, like, that's that's part of the media frenzy. That's England. That's football. That's you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what it's like here in Canada uh, when you're looking at hockey players and whatnot. There's more coverage on practice, uh, a hockey team's practice than there is on other sports in Canada at points. And that's infuriating as a sports fan. And it's not good for him. It's not good for the game. I do. I do have a degree of compassion that of the size of the worldwide microscope that he is under. But him knowing that he should be acting better. Yep. He should be doing a better job at this because he's got to realize that that's his reputation. That's going to be in tatters laying on the side of the road, being picked over by a Cooper's Hawk. You know who must be watching this and saying, oh, shit, I'm not going to be acting that way? Messi. <laughs> well, there's Messi, obviously. And it's funny because, like, around this time last year, I feel like the Barcelona PR machine was really going, building this case mm-hmm. against Messi. And it's kind of been yep. proving that, like, you know, it was just that. Um, but Neymar Jr., he must be looking at oh. this saying, I am not going to be acting like that. You would think, at least, you would think that that yep. moron is smart enough to, to to see what's happening to Ronaldo, right? I would hope so, but he's one of those guys I was gonna that say, has the attention yeah. of the world. The ego. The <laughs> ego on some yeah. of these players. And again, like, I get it. These kids, well, no, Ronaldo's my age. These kids, literally, <laughs> since childbirth, since they can walk, they've been told that they are the best. They're amazing. You're so good. You're better than everyone because you can kick a ball better. Right? Yeah. So the ego that, and especially now in today's day and age of social media and attention and this and that and likes and clicks and whatever you want to say, impressions. Um, yeah, it, we're just building the like the ego on some of these kids. Right? Like we've seen it in the past yeah. with, with other entertainers like the Michael Jacksons of the world. But there's a reason why some of these football players are just egotistical sons of bitches right now. Well, yeah, and and look at Ronaldo himself physically. Like yeah. he's an apex predator, right? Yeah. Like there's there's no doubt in my mind like if if you would have came to me and said, "Okay, you know, that time that the TFC played Real Madrid and that was Cristiano Ronaldo's first game in 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 the kit." And I got to say, like, my ex-wife was like, oh, he's not hard to look at. Like, and, and just the impressive size that he is and the presence that he has, it is bigger. It's larger than life. And even whenever we get an EPL club at BMO Field, 
that's one thing that I always respect and notice is the actual physical difference. And I got to say, like, that's got to go to a player's head, too, right? Like, when you're on the food chain in the best leagues in the world, winning titles time and time again, and being awarded these contracts and thriving in that environment, it can't not go to your head. Like, you're going out there and just devouring competition every week. It's unreal. Yep, 100%. 100%. It's just crazy, like... The attention that that's being given, and look at the amount of time we've been spent. We've spent talking about it, right? So let's talk about something I, I a little more important. Already, let's sure. talk about something a little more important. Twenty twenty five, Phil. Twenty twenty five is going to be a marvelous year for professional yep. soccer here in Canada, specifically, and you know why. I know why. Christine Sinclair, yep. Diane Matheson last night made the announcement on yep. the national. Canada and, is getting its first professional women's soccer league. Yeah, it's it's about time. Um, I do have concerns about the amount of football attention, but these World Cups really drive it home about how much attention there can be. And I hope it's sustainable for it because it'd be nice to see that development aspect. And it'd be nice to see them integrate with the CSA and whatnot. Like, I'm, I'm hoping that that materializes as well and that there isn't some kind of bullshit competition that emerges at some point. That, those are my concerns well, outright. But I'm really excited about Christine and, and, and Diane uh, being the architects of all of this and being the driving force behind it. I think when it comes from athletes like that, uh, who are so well accomplished and represented our country for so long with such great pride and distinction that, um, you know, for them to go on and do that is just giving such an example to all the girls out there to get into professional soccer. Yep. Um, it's, it's huge news. Like it's honestly great news here for the development of the game. One thing that we're noticing with the men, we'll talk about this in a little bit. And that's, we've talked about it already is the fact that, other countries are catching up to the world powers of soccer, of football, right? Yeah. Like, that gap is becoming smaller. They might not be getting the results, but you cannot deny that, you know, it, that, 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 that these superpowers are just demolishing every minnow that was like they used to. Yeah, you're going to see results like, you know, six ones and four ones for these European giants, but... You're also going to see, you know, defensive just prowess like Morocco against Spain, right? You're going to see a back and forth clash like Croatia and Japan. The gap is getting smaller. The results aren't there fully yet, but the gap is getting smaller. So the point I'm trying to make is that on the women's side, Canada is, was a superpower. But we're seeing that gap close down. So having a professional league that we can control in Canada for the development of our team um, is crucial at this point because we're at a point where, you know, Canada might not be finishing in the top three at the next Olympics or even do, do we might play as well as we did back in 2015 at the World Cup, right? Like it, yeah. things are, you know, so... Or 2019, 
things are are, yeah. are, 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 are are the gap is closing on the women's game and we need to develop better players. Now, as you mentioned earlier, let's see what the CSA does. But the best political move that could have happened was having the most popular female in Canadian soccer history in no, yeah. not just just Canadian soccer history, the most famous athlete in Canadian soccer history, Christine Sinclair, um, being the 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 voice of this league, along with uh, Dan Matheson. Like having those two is polit- yeah. the, the best political move you can do because if the CSA fucks up, it's going to be known that the CSA fucked up. Yeah, like Christine Sinclair. I think what your point you were trying to make there is not only is she the most highly decorated Canadian soccer athlete, she's also probably one of the highest decorated Canadian athletes of any sport, transcending any sport with what she's accomplished in her career and her having that gravity of attachment um, to this program is, is absolutely a rocket ship to credibility and i i just that's where my the the concern that i brought up is just about the longevity and the credibility of the program but all of a sudden a lot of that crumbles right as long as you start to get buy-in and that's what it's all about is getting those kids onto the field getting them thinking about the fact that they can one day do this as a job and have it be a well-paying job right and then be able to go on to represent your country and Everything that that entails is absolutely crucial for development of women of the women's program. Yep. So I can't see how the CSA doesn't do this unless it's some kind of thing where they had brought a project to a certain point. It's interesting to see as well that Vancouver have already committed to being one of the team's Vancouver Whitecaps. So I think the pressure's on TFC and Montreal markets to start showing their hand at some point of whether they're in or out or what their move is going to be, because that's an inevitability. I think if you can host games at either BMO field or at other arenas around the GTA, this is something that could be transportable in our city in terms of being able to play a game in Mississauga or being able to play a game in North York that type of thing to uh, move it around or find different venues, then that, that bodes well as you build an audience, right? Yeah. Remember for 2026, one of the plans is to have a secondary stadium in the GTA, uh, mainly for, for practices and stuff like that. So, you know, all of this, or even using, if it's attached to TFC, you can use Downsview park and start developing something more permanent. There has to be, Attached to TFC. Like, there's a lot of pressure yeah. right now. There's tons of pressure, yeah. as you mentioned, because of the White Caps involvement, right? Like, there's tons of pressure. Um, Joey Saputo is going to do what Joe Saputo does. He ran his <laughs> coach to Columbus uh, because he yep. embarrassed him in front of the team. So, Joey Saputo <laughs> is going to do what Joe Saputo wants to do. But the PR and the optics of MLS, or sorry, of MLSC saying, nah. That's going to be major. So MLSC kind of, you know, they're getting their hands forced almost. Yeah, well, it's not a bad buy-in to make. No. They have the money. They have the money to burn. So do it, right? But, yeah, on the on the flip side, the old cheesemonger there, 
Man, what an embarrassment he is. I, I, I don't know that he could even keep his own team in the city of Montreal. I uh, worry about him having a women's program. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, go have some more curds there, uh, Joey. Yeah, but go put some more people on, into men's shoes, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, try, try to charge us for those seats in, in the Montreal Impact Stadium. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you and I have the stories and the... <laughs> The the whiplash the phone the calls. marks from that the phone calls the next day calls of what the heck you guys owe me six hundred and fifty dollars a seat blah 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 <laughs> oh sacrifice ah. oh. what a guy no but yeah so yeah so we'll see what happens I'm I'm super excited and it is really excited from now till twenty twenty six there's so much to be excited about for the game for football for soccer mm-hmm. whatever the hell you want to call it call it what you want uh, but there's so much excitement here in Canada for that um, and and like you said one I think you one thing that you brought up that we'll discuss in other podcasts other shows um, is is this sustainable. Is the media going to keep giving football the attention outside of the World Cup season? We'll talk about that later on as we close this uh, this tournament. But uh, just some food for thought um, before we have that discussion. Yeah, I I, I have concern about it because I was noting today even the way that TSN have moved around the hosts and yep. whatnot. It it. It's arguable that it was because Canada was the headline show until a certain point, and then it shifted to more of the world game because we were out of it. But that the dude, the hockey dude, what is his name? James Darren Duffy. Duffy, James Duffy. All of a sudden, he's being shuffled to doing special interest stories. Yeah, exactly. While he's in Qatar, instead exactly. of like the the headline report, right, and hosting the desk. Instead, you have a very well-fit sweater today on <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> so. Yes. Yep, that's exactly it. So we are joined right now from the UK by Paul. Paul York. Where are you? Are you Hello. there either? Hey. How's I'm it going? Here. Can you hear me? Oh, I'm better now. I didn't have a voice last week. Um, I did this bug going around, and I'd, I'd lost my voice and everything. So... I am good. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad I can talk now. Good, 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 good. Glad to have you. Um, yeah, no, there's for sure something going around uh, with uh, a lot of, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've all been there, my my friend. <laughs> I'll be honest, I thought it was COVID because I was, I was coughing constantly and I was like, oh, shit, I've got COVID. And I, I did my test. I did like three tests and those tests are horrible. Um, <laughs> yes, but- they are. No COVID, so hey man, munching on cough sweets. <laughs> well, it's one of those situations where I think we've all been away from everybody because of COVID. That now the littlest things get into us and kill us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. All right. So let us talk some results. We're going to go through every quarterfinal match or every uh, round of uh, sixteen match as we lead into the quarterfinals, and we'll just quickly discuss. Let's start with Saturday's games. Netherlands, U.S. of A. Netherlands ends up winning 3-1 to one against the U.S. This match wasn't... The score doesn't tell you the full story, in my opinion. I And I firmly believe that if Pulisic scored in the second, third minute, 
the game would have been completely different. But that yep. wasn't the case. Pulisic gets the ball and literally didn't know what the hell he was going to do with it. It's like he got he was shocked that A, he got it, and B, it wasn't called offside. Uh, but I do think that if he had scored early in the match, the entire game would have been different. But that wasn't the case. Netherlands ends up edging out the U.S. 3-1 to one was the final. York, oh, Yorkie, I'll tell, tell you something. I, I, I think Holland are going to be dangerous. So from this point on, I think they're going to be doomed. I think they might actually reach the final. I've said, well, the, the next game, I'm <laughs> saying that, they've got a tough next game. Yep. Um, I, I think they, they, they might overcome their next round opponents. I, I think they're going to fall at the semi finals. Good semi final. Yep. That's honestly, that's kind of what I'm thinking, to be honest. Phil, what were your thoughts on the game? Uh, I, I, thought the game I liked the tempo from the states and I liked the heart that they showed but I think that you're right about just missing out on those early chances to put Holland like the Netherlands on the back foot and that just allowed the space that they had they needed to play their game and they definitely are starting to show up in this tournament compared to being kind of in that shell so in support of what Paul's saying here uh, I think they're a dangerous element going forward because they're getting confidence now. And, yeah, these results at this stage are just showing that this isn't dust. You know what I mean? Like, th this team is getting sharp at this point, and they're becoming comfortable with one another. And yep. that that can end up being a dangerous chemistry going yep. forward. Yeah, that's exactly it. So we'll see. We're for sure going to keep an eye on the Netherlands. I'm glad that everyone kind of assumes the same thing because, you know, they did look really good against the States. Having said that, the States were the youngest team in the World Cup this time around. I said it, uh, you know, during our preview show that I'm not expecting too much from this team. Uh, but, you know, the, 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 the things are looking really bright for this U.S. team, as long as, well, you know, they, they keep their shit together. Uh, but, you know, th th this team is going to be very dangerous over the next four years. They should be proud. They should be proud of what they've done. They have a bright future, but I think they need to shift out of Greg Bearhalter. But that being said, Greg Bearhalter looked to be a better manager as, the, as they rolled through this tournament. So... Credit Agreed. where credit's due, because I thought he looked like he looked terrible during Concacaf no, qualifying. There was a lot, yeah, he did, but and then, but the, he did make a lot of, uh, you know, questionable decisions in both the England game, but especially the Iran game uh, later on in the later stages, right? Like it was always yeah. a tale of two U.S. teams that we saw throughout the round robin. So we'll see what happens with Greg Berhalter. I think he's going to stick around at least until the Gold Cup. We'll see what happens after that. Yeah. Um, but that's a discussion that we will be having later on in this show as the show widens down, not today's episode, but in general. And that's what the hell is going to happen with CONCACAF qualifying. Yeah, there's more teams in the World Cup, but we don't know how many teams are coming from each region. And, well, there's three teams who <laughs> for sure go in from CONCACAF. And, well, three teams already accounted for. So we'll see exactly what happens. There's always a fourth because the fourth is a playoff game with another um, uh, region. We'll get into yeah, that. Oceania. Yep. So, yeah, we'll see. All right. So 
Next match on Saturday was Argentina going over Australia. The Socceroos Aww. two to one. This game, this game really could have gone either way, right? Like I, I, no. I really do think. No, no, no. Yes, Matthew Ryan messed up. He messed up for the Australia. If he, if he can't, but Argentina to capital, capitalize and smashed him. <laughs> yep, we'll see. I, I. That ending, man. I thought that that I thought that the Socceroos were gonna draw it up, and then I'm like, ah, oh, just got away from them. Like that was hard luck, but un- not unexpected. Not an unexpected result to have Argentina walk away from that one. So I'll ask this right now: Is the inevitable Brazil Argentina clash gonna happen? No. You don't think don't it's think gonna so. happen? Phil doesn't think it's I gonna think happen. Col- I, I think Holland are going to beat Argentina. Yep. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to get that out there before we uh, discuss more. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see it happen. I'd love to see that game. But the way Holland... Uh, no, sorry. Being totally disrespectful to the Dutch. The way the Netherlands have been playing, I think they're going to be too... Um, I think Argentina are going to take the Netherlands too lightly and it'll bite them in their ass. Yeah. That's... that's Honestly, what I think is going to happen, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's I, I ju- don't. Di- I don't disagree with that because I think Argentina are going to very much underestimate the Netherlands in this case. But that being said, the natural talent is the only live wire here of that guy, Messi. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's talk about the Sunday games. You're reigning, defending World Cup champions, France over Poland, three to one. Lewandowski getting a goal in the 90th plus nine minutes. I honestly thought he wasn't going to get shit, but he got something at least. Uh, so that was that. Giroud looking great with two goals. Mbappe with one goal, uh, two goals, or one goal and one assist. Sorry. So, uh, Sorry, every so time confusing. you say his name, I think of the Hanson song. I know. I'm yeah. I, I do that on purpose. Yep. <laughs> really, no He's surprise a hell of a here. Player, man. He's a hell of a player. That that, that was predictable. Uh, I got to give kudos to Juru as well. Yes. Obviously, in that match, he became France's all-time leading goal scorer. So, well done to him. Yep. yep. All right. I think that's all we have like to a, say. Like, a, like, like, a, like I said, uh, Benzema who. Yeah, exactly. It's a, a fortunate program when you can not have the guy show up, not even replace him, and still have the depth that they do. Sunday's second game, England over Senegal, 3-0. Kane finally sh- showing up to the tournament and getting his first goal. Uh, Saka just uh, continuing to impress everyone, and Henderson doing what Henderson does. Those are your three goal scorers for that match. Yep. So my thing is, those are the three goal scorers, but everyone's already already talking about the one person. He's outstanding. He's only 19 years old. Bellingham. Yeah. It's just, I, I can't think of any more superlatives for him. He's just that good at that young age. Immense. Yeah. Yep. Dortmund. Uh, tell you what, for. They've done. Dortmund's. They've had three of the best young talent. Well, two of the best young talent. Well, they had Sancho, but he's gone to Man United and his stock's gone down again. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, 
It yeah, tends to happen at that club. They bought Haaland from Salzburg. He went to Dortmund, destroyed the German league. Now he's at Man City, destroying the Premier League. And they've got Bellingham. He's, he, and he's one of the captains at 19. It, it's, it's, it's mental how good this kid is. If he's, if, he's a guarantee, I'm going to say he's a future Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah, I can oh. see that. I can see that. You know, the... We need that. That's good for the sport. All right, Pickford, but going back to the game, though, I will say Pickford saved us in that first quarter of the game with that save because if it had gone in, I think our game would have crumbled. Yep. So, so I got to ask you, Paul, are the English starting to believe? Like, are, are they actually thinking we might actually win this shit? <laughs> Did you say, are we starting to, we believe well before the competition's even started yeah, that we some. were going to win. I would, okay, realistically, like all joking aside, I think the media and the casuals were always thinking that they were going to win, but anyone who knows anything about this sport realistically had a lot of doubts. Well, if you think about it, we've only conceded two goals. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The only team better than that is Morocco. Who Canada scored against? Not even. <laughs> All right. Let us jump to the next set of games. Um, Japan, Croatia. This one was... Oh, uh, good for Japan. I wanted Japan to win this so bad. Yep. I think a lot of I think the did. world wanted Japan to win this so bad. Like Croatia has become the bad guy, not only here in Canada. It just seems to be the team that's left a little bit of a bad taste in everybody's palate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this match was the first match to go into extra time. This match was also the first match to go into penalty shootout. And let's be realistic. Japan gave their penalty, shot penalty kicks as if they were in the MLS, as if they've never kicked <laughs> a penalty kick before in their life. It was pathetic, so I thought, until I saw Spain's penalty kicks. Yeah, I was going to say, if you thought that was Olympic, <laughs> wait until you see the Spanish. <laughs> yep. Yep. Credit to oh, where credit wait, is due, wait, right? Wait. Like, that keeper did great. But, come on. Though, like, you can, on the replays, you can see the Japanese kids literally staring where the ball is going to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't think the practice penalty is in, in training, to be fair. I don't. It looked like I they did so it. They looked scared shitless. Like, oh shit, we haven't done this in ten years. You know, like they, they, I, re I really do firmly believe that they did not practice one penalty kick, uh, the entire lead into the World Cup. Question: Do you think because they were in the same group as was it? Um, were they in the same group as Spain and Germany? No. Were they in the same group as uh, Germany, yeah, Spain? And Spain. Germany. Do you think it was because they were in the same group as Spain and Germany that they thought, oh, we're not even going to get out of the group, so we're not going to bother? That's, That's possible. Possible. That is 100% possible. You know, like, like realistically, who put Japan to leave that group? Me. Did you, though? <laughs> well, I... No, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Did you really? No, I didn't. I picked yeah. South Korea to get out of the other group, which I was right. So, I, I think that there was a scrambled phone call for hotel room extensions from the Japanese <laughs> delegation there. But I think yeah. there was a scrambled phone call for 
hotel room for the Moroccans as well. Yeah, exactly. That would be another team that, uh, yeah. They just took Canada's I, hotels. I, I think, Actually, let's be honest. TSA barely booked us in Qatar. Yeah, the economy <laughs> goes far. Well, to be uh, fair, right, I don't know if you know the um, the, the media stuff from over here, but you, Canada got nothing but praise over, yeah. over, over on, on our lot. But yeah. I think they were, like, saying first World Cup in long, but you know it's not going to be last. We're fully expecting to see next time. Obviously, you're going to be there next time because you're hosting. Yeah, but the time after that, I, I here's the thing now, and and I think it's safe to say, at least for me, I can't speak for any other supporter of the Canadian game, but after the way that they played, not only in this World Cup, but seeing where how far the program has come, the fact that we won Concacaf, yeah, the players change and rotate, but my expectation is no less than making it to the World Cup moving forward. Oh yeah, I think you'll do better the next World Cup than yep. you will. Agreed. Yeah, these are. These are all opportunities to grow and learn, right? And that's that's the most important thing. But the, the the takeaway that we're kind of packing away with it is that we belonged. Like, we didn't get oh, yeah. played off the pitch. We played a good game. We need to be better tactically from the start instead of reacting. And once we get the experience and the confidence down, the program's going to thrive. Yep. Right. And I'm like I say. So I'll tell you what I, I will liken this to. He's going to think this is weird, but Boris will know what I'm on about. Are, do, are you do, are you into wrestling at all, Phil? No, Phil. No, he'll be he will he'll take any <laughs> moment to right, make okay. fun of it. So don't worry. Just just right. just go on with yeah. your. Most of our I, listeners I will, are going to get it. Yeah, most of the listeners. I, I, will. I, I'll tell you, Boris. Right, Four years ago when Dolph Ziggler debuted. Going around. Hi, my name is Dolph Ziggler. Right, right. His very first match was against Batista. And everyone thought, shit. He actually held his own against Batista. He lost, but he held his own. It was a very good match. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, they must see something in this kid. That's what I like in, in this World Cup. Yep, exactly. Like, like, I think everyone said, like, we showed... Canada showed that they can hang. Um, but, you know, again, we'll, we'll dive a little deeper into Canada uh, during the later episodes. Um, but, yeah, Japan, Japan, I really wanted them to go through. I know a lot of people kind of, uh, for bias reasons, didn't. But Croatia ends up going through on penalty kicks because they clearly Ooh. did practice them. Uh, the second game yesterday was, you know, a lot of, pretty simple. Not much, not too fun. That's, That's the expected result. Brazil four to one over Korea Republic. BTS. I gotta, sorry. Yeah. BTS. Yeah. <laughs> BTS FC. Squid Game Athletic. Whatever you want to call them. Um, question though, and I'm going to pose this to Paul first. Are you? Were you sick and tired of seeing those Brazilians dance with their coach? No. <laughs> They're not going to get a chance to if we get to face them in the final. So <laughs> the There's the, there we go. The I, I, uh, I, I always uh, pause after I ask you something because I'm waiting for the second half of the answer. Oh, I, I'm getting tired of it, but sure, whatever. I, I I get the first time, but come on, guys. Like This is like a conga line to the sidelines. I'm just... 
the referees I know this time are looking at the watches going, okay, extra time, extra time, extra time. But I'm like, there's a point at which you just gotta say, no, can you just get back to the circle? <laughs> yep. What, so, what I'm hoping is is the referees see that it's time wasting and book them. I and then by agree. the time they get to the final, by the time yeah. they get to the final, they won't have any players legible to play and we win by default. <laughs> we win and, and we can just do a whole ninety minutes of doing a conger ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right, so if a plus B is equal to C. B and 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 you know that that whole math uh, thing. This next game means that Canada, technically speaking, is better than Spain because Morocco Spain went the full one twenty <laughs> nil to nil. Morocco ends up winning in penalty kicks, and the Spanish, honestly, I like for a team that literally <laughs> won their World Cup because of penalty kicks back in 2010. For a team who strives to make it to penalty kicks and hopes to make it to penalty kicks, this team looked absolutely pathetic in the shootout today. I, I have a theory, and it's a legit theory. It's not. I'm not making a joke or anything like that. Do you think Morocco are doing well because of the weather difference? Because mm. us in Europe, fair enough, we, we, we're like a bit warm. And so, Qatar is very hot. Yeah. Morocco is a very hot place. Morocco will, far be from there. Nope. Morocco will be very used to playing in this hot, humid, well, I don't know if it's humid, but hot weather. Do you so, reckon? I know it's... I know, no, I but know you bring up a great point. You bring up a great point because let's remember, let's remind everyone, football, especially here in Canada and in the U.S., Football is a winter sport, right? Here in the MLS, it's a summer sport. There's a reason why a lot of the Europeans hate coming to MLS because you're playing in 40 degree weather, 45 degree weather. Um, you, you know, your your ball sack weighs an extra the, 10 pounds. Yeah, and you're gonna remember in the UK, even though it's played year round, it's still a winter sport. Exactly. Yeah, like exactly. we have to take water breaks here. It, yeah. it's pretty. It can get pretty nasty. So. I totally see where you're coming from, Yorkie, and I think that that did play into it a little bit because the Spanish players looked like they dipped into their uh, Tinto de Veranos and Jamón Serrano a little too much last night. They looked just famished by the end of the game. I, I also look at this, though. What? Morocco and Spain are separated at its you know, smallest point by 14 kilometers. A straight hey, over alter. You, apparently, you can walk across from Morocco yeah. to Spain. Depends yeah, who you ask. So, <laughs> Depends yeah. who you ask and where you ask this question, Phil. Be very careful when you bring that subject. I'm just up. saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that they're very close geographically. Yes. They, they they borderline one another in a way. Yes. So I'm just saying, like you know, they were pointing that out in the game. I think that just really it came down to tactics with Morocco. That they looked into the Euro Greece book. <laughs> That's said, literally what I said in another thread that I have going with uh, <laughs> with uh, Jason and Jack and those guys. I literally said that that they literally borrowed Greece's 2004 <laughs> handbook yeah. and said, "How the fuck did they beat Portugal twice in that tournament?" 
And that's exactly the game that Morocco was playing. They were playing the defensive, let's just try to counter, uh, get the counter play in. And here's the thing. Did you guys see the Spanish back line, how far up they were? I am shocked Morocco didn't get one in during regulation. Oh. I'm just shocked that a keeper named Bono kept stuff out. <laughs> that was for all you TMC ones out there. <laughs> so true. Sign that Bono to a contract. But seriously, yes, please. Like it's it. Like, I'm shocked, right? Like that, and that's the thing. That's the thing that doesn't bode well for Morocco moving forward. Is that the tactics that they had perfect tactics, but they couldn't. They still couldn't execute. Uh, there were times that they had an amazing run, and it's like they forgot. How to play football in the last twenty? Yeah, I I just think that they got worn out, and like Morocco looked like they were hanging on at certain points, and they had no threat going forward. Now that being said, Spain didn't have any threat either. They just had a ton of possession, right? And and the chances weren't as frequent as you'd think. That really made it feel like there's an inevitable goal in this game. It was just like this is going for penalties. Like I'm like yeah. I watched the first ten minutes and was like, I can screw off because this is penalty time. <laughs> Extra time was a lot more entertaining than the actual regulation. Uh, that's just I, like both teams decided, hey, let's try to avoid penalties. Let's try to score, yeah. and let's let's avoid diving in front of the referee. Let's try to score. That's honestly what I, like my takeaway from the game. Uh, Paul, what did you think of this match? I didn't see it. I was working. An Englishman ignoring something from Spain. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) I did, however, see the next match. Who? It's funny. I turned this match off just because I'm like, well, (laughs) I got the gist, and we're talking about Portugal versus Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland, you call Belgium frauds. I think Switzerland is a fraud at this point. Portugal going over Switzerland six to one. Uh, Ronaldo looking great in left bench to start the match. <laughs> oh, he's, he's he's pissing everyone off, isn't he? Oh yeah, we were talking about that to start the show. Paul, you, we didn't get your 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 thoughts on the whole Ronaldo situation. What what do you think of the oh, of, of that guy? I know you're gonna probably be doing a wanker sign right now, but uh, what do you think? He's a prick. He's a prick. <laughs> Can't stand him. I think he's a great. He's one of the greatest footballers to ever play the game, but he's a prick. He's got an. He's, he's too arrogant for his own good. And yep. the fact that what he's done now is you came out, but he did with Piers Morgan. There were a lot of people saying, "Oh, he's right. He's right." They disrespected him and all that lot. And then he's gone over to put, gone over to Qatar, played in the World Cup. And his arrogance has got him thinking he's, he's, he's guaranteed a start every game. And yep. the manager just proved him wrong that he's, he's not. And obviously with him left on the bench. Honestly. But, um, his, his attitude is disgusting. Yep. And I'm glad, he, I'm glad he's not in the English game anymore. You say I'm not a Man United fan. I'm, I'm glad he's out of out of the Premiership. The Premiership doesn't need that crap. They get enough negative attention. We don't need more. Um, question for you that I posed to Phil earlier. Is Ronaldo's legacy being tarnished with his behavior over the past 12 to 18 months? He's bringing it on himself. I'd, yep. I'd, it is, but not as by as big as a margin as a lot of people seem. I think it is being tarnished, but not as much. Yeah. It, 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 
his, his career, what he's done in his career does outweigh the blip that's happening now. I yeah. can't call it a blip. It's still not a blip, obviously, but I'm trying to find it, ways to describe it. But it, it's like a geriatric, you know, like a, a guy who leads a really good, productive life. And then he becomes he gets a racist old. in the end. Well, and then he gets old and he starts shitting himself. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah pretty much. it's just like you don't want to remember the craps and the diapers and the smell. You just want to remember the productive, happy guy that was well, the, the 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 dude. <laughs> but speaking of whoever graced the planet, I do send my well wishes to Pele. I hope yes. he pulls through. I, yeah, I'm not sure I know he's on palliative care, so I don't think he's going to pull through. But oh. it's sad. It'll be a sad day when he passes. 100%. Well, I, I likened it to this. To me, Pele is the type of player that's that's like Messi. And right now, Ronaldo is Maradona. <laughs> Minus the Coke. Well, we don't well, know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, let me... Yeah, I'm not going to go into this conversation. Hookers <laughs> <laughs> and blow, baby. Anywho... Six to one, Portugal, Switzerland. Uh, really, is there is there anything to note out of this game outside of Ronaldo making that bench look great? Yes, the guy who scored the hat trick is going to be a future star. Just can't uh, his name right now. Ramos. That's it, Ramos. Yeah, Come he's on. the guy who filled in for for Ronaldo being on the bench. Yeah, Ben Ben Peter, uh, uh, sitting on a on a. And a gold mine with him. Yeah, just like Canada is with Tejon Buchanan. <laughs> now he's being shopped. Uh, uh, Watford uh, picked up Kone. <laughs> um, what is it? Uh, Jonathan David might be coming to the Premier League. But yeah, you, you, I'm telling you, the Canada fire sales on. Going yeah. up the league. J- Johnson already I think the only moved guy, to Celtic. I think the only guy, I think the only guy that isn't going to be coming over is Davis. I think he's up here at Munich. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 100%. So that was that match. Again, Portugal over Switzerland, 6-1. to one. That is it until Friday. So let's let's preview the next few matches. Friday, December 9th, 10 a.m. Eastern, Croatia versus Brazil. <laughs> I'm going to be dancing with the coach on that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Brazil can dance all they want in this match. Yeah, that one I'm okay To be fair, with. though, I would laugh. If Croatia did the job, though, yeah, I'm, that I'm would back, be interesting. I'm back in Brazil, I am back in Brazil to win, but either result, World Cup. either either result is tolerable. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're all saying Brazil. We're all hoping Brazil. Yeah. We're all hoping for ten dances. Then the next match, I think you know, I, I'm going to have to agree with. I think both of you. Netherlands versus Argentina, and I think we're all saying Netherlands will pull this out. I think that's a hope, and I think it's uh, it's I'd put money on it. it might yeah. be tight. It might be tight. It might be only a goal, but yeah. I think this is the toughest toughest game of the quarterfinals. To be fair, um, no, no, second toughest. <laughs> We got the toughest. You, you guys have the but toughest. Yeah. You guys have the toughest, and some would argue that's the championship game right there. And by some, I mean people living in the England. All right, 
Saturday, Morocco versus Portugal are starting things off. Go up, Morocco. <laughs> I want Morocco to win. I do, too. But realistically. Uh, better, but yeah. I think Portugal will take it by. Uh, hey, if, 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 if Morocco can beat Spain, Morocco can beat Portugal. Can beat Spain Jr.? Fair. <laughs> hey, I, I like your optimism, Yorkie. I like your optimism. I just think that the gold machine ain't going to stop for Portugal. That's all. Yep. Yep. I think they're going to get tired in the second half. There's going to be hope at the first for Morocco to get this thing to a staple draw and get to penalties. But second half, I think Portugal are going to pull out the bulge the old onion bag, as they say. All right, let's talk about the big match on Saturday, December the 10th at 2 p.m. Eastern, England versus France. Yeah. Paul clearly going for France. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not. Because I, I think we, we, when, it comes to, when it comes to France, I think we've got a secret weapon. That isn't really that secret. And that's Kyle Walker. Because Kyle Walker, if you didn't know, it is statistically proven that Kyle Walker is the fastest player on the planet. Legit, he is actually. The, he might be thirty years old, but he's the fastest footballer playing the game. And last time they played, he had Mbappe in his back pocket. So, if we can keep Mbappe, Mbappe in his back pocket, um, <laughs> then then I think we've got a shout of. Um, Taking it to to France, I'd, I'd, I know a lot of people are saying Brazil France final, but I'm 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 going with us to win. Yeah, because yep. if I'm, if I don't have this eternal optimism, then I'm not English, really, am I? Yeah. Exactly. If somehow things work out that Argentina face Portugal in the finals, I'm going to turn off the TV. That <laughs> It's the battle uh-huh. for the best of all time, everybody. Tune yeah. in. Oh, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick England just because hey, I want I, I want to be entertained. <laughs> I just I think them going that. forward is uh, otherwise. Hey, we're gonna be entertained no matter what, because we get to see Paul's reaction. So exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I can't wait for that. The next time we do talk <laughs> is Saturday. So that's is it oh fuck. I, I I ain't doing shit Saturday. I'm busy Saturday. Um yeah, we'll we'll probably wrap it up on the Sunday for Sunday. The next oh, shit. It's um it's singing on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, it's I have two shows to cover for all you people. Wow. Yep. Sunday then. Yep. So Sunday uh, it is. Game? Is that the last game? No, what's the other game? Yep, that's the last game. Oh, England, France. Oh wow. Yeah. The main yeah. event. Yeah. Who's the curtain jerker? <laughs> Brazil, Croatia. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Watch it be Croatia versus what? Morocco finals. <laughs> it's possible at this what? point. And watch Morocco win it. <laughs> if. <laughs> Imagine they'll do it a, a Greece. 2000, was it 2004? Yeah, 2004. Oh, yeah. a Denmark, 92. Oh, Euro 92. I and will. That, the team that weren't even meant to be in the competition, but then they ended up in it. Exactly. Oh, my God. Can you just imagine? Just imagine. Because, like, 
looking at this, you know, Croatia, Brazil, Netherlands, Argentina, Croatia, you know, and then on the you other side. You can't fault Croatia. Croatia did get to the last four. Last, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I think that's the thing. We need to respect Croatia a little more. I think we no one puts any respect to Croatia, but that is, you know, your second place team from the last World Cup, right? Yeah, um, they, it's not like they're lacking quality. It's just they, they their character is a little shoddy. That's all. The other bracket, Spain destroyed this bracket because it could have been Spain, Portugal, England, France, but no, Morocco went through because clearly Morocco cared a crap about penalty kicks. So it's Morocco, Portugal, England, France. Crazy final eight teams. Like if you like, I'm not shocked. Out of seven of these teams. You yeah. just talked about Morocco. No, I'm shocked about Croatia. <laughs> okay. No, it's Morocco. Right. It's Morocco that I'm sure I'm with. Yeah. No, I'm happy for them, though, because I mean, see, I'd, I'd like them to get through just purely because then we would have an African team in the semifinals. Yeah. But yeah, there we, have it. there we yeah. have it. There we have it. Crazy, crazy little tournament that we have going here. <sighs> Phil. Yeah. You doing all right? Doing all right. Yeah. Paul, you doing all right? Busting for piss. <laughs> I love the English so much. All right, guys. We're done for today. Hold on, we'll hold, be... on, hold, on, hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. What do we need to do? Boris. Yes. Yes. I'm um, waiting for you. That's it. No, that's it. You watched this both. I thought I'd ask you. No, I'm 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 doing beautiful. I'm doing wonderful. Never been better. I'm expecting <sighs> him to take a slash right here on the live air. <laughs> I have been tempted. <laughs> I was like, respectful. Uh, <laughs> if you could, if I had the light on, you'd see me. Dan I'm literally dancing around my room trying to hold it in. So. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to love you guys and leave you. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Yep, we'll you see, you, see you too. On behalf of Paul, on behalf of Phil, and on behalf of myself, thank you for listening. Thank you for tolerating us. Matt, always thanks for listening. Till next time, stay tranquilo. Oh.